you've landed at the Glass Elevator podcast. Thanks for joining. Now, you may have just stumbled upon us on a Sunday afternoon, or you may have come straight from Instagram. Either way, we love the fact you have found us. Hopefully, you'll tune in every week to listen to us, which would be awesome. We are two open and honest sisters discussing normal life with a direct focus on human behaviours and mental health struggles. Hayley and I have a discussion each week on a new topic that we have direct personal experience with. So, expect frank, researched and positive talk. Now, let's not forget, we are sisters and this comes with a natural and normal chit-chat and we do class ourselves as quite funny, although we had no offers to do stand-up just yet. We are chalk and cheese, but come together in a way that seems to work and that you love. If you want to get in touch, head over to our Instagram, The Glass Elevator, or email us at theglasselevator at protonmail.com. Right, better let you get on with all that listening. Hi, Hayley here. This week we're talking about OCD. It's up next. Hey, it's Hayley here. Before you get on and listen to the next episode, why don't you leave us a five-star review on the Apple podcast? It really helps and it shows that you're enjoying it as well and we can carry on creating more great content. Hi, welcome back to The Glass Elevator. This is Hayley. Hi, and I'm Claire. Nice to see you all back. Yes, this is The Glass Elevator, um, and we are on episode number 16. And I'm going to pass you over to Hayley to tell you a little bit more about what the topic is this week. Right, welcome back, guys. What I was thinking is because last week we did uh, situational anxiety, I thought it might be quite good for the next few episodes just to cover individual anxieties um, on their own and give them their own little platform. So this week I have chosen OCD. Mm. So I don't know whether you know much about this, Claire, or... I don't actually, I don't have any significant personal experience with OCD. I actually... Like when I think of the OCD straight away, I think about tidiness and messiness and those two right. things are, so naturally I would say I'm quite a messy person, but I like also things to be quite tidy, but maybe once every three months, you know? Right. Okay. Whereas, you know, there's some people I think, so I don't know, OCD will probably come in different, you know, that's how I see OCD. So it's no, no, this, like, is, this is, this is interesting to see how, if who if you don't know much about it, how you see it? Yep. Because That's I've it. actually had quite a lot of dealings with OCD. Have you? So I yeah, I've actually <laughs> not me. Thinking, you haven't dealt with me from it. About it. I was thinking <laughs> I've actually had quite a lot of um, contact with people with severe OCD. Right. Okay. So it's interesting to hear. So I'm one of those people that get a little bit offended on their behalf when people say. Oh, I'm just a bit OCD. And I think, oh. Yeah. Oh, you're not. <laughs> because, well, they, 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 you're not really a little bit OCD. Because yeah, it's okay. actually really impactful. So I'm going to go through yep. what OCD stands for. Well, it's obsessive compulsive disorder. Yep. And the obsessive part is about the thoughts, the intrusive thoughts that people have. And the compulsive bit is about the action that they take to okay. prevent the intrusive thoughts or mm. whatever. 
So these will often fall into one of these categories um, and sometimes they overlap as well. So we've got people that check. So I'm just going to go through them quickly and then I'll go through them. A bit yeah, more cool, cool. So we've got checking, contamination, symmetry and ordering, ruminations, intrusive thoughts and hoarding. So with the checking, we've got mm. people that want to check the doors, um, light switches, ovens, everything like Buttons that. Buttons and things like leave. that to make sure they're off, you know, yeah. So, yeah, so everyone will have potentially their little, every, you know, do the recce of the house, right? Yeah, just check that, check this. Yeah, like right, I've got a thing when I, when I leave the house, before I, I have my hand on the door, and before I do that, I always have to look in my bag and see my keys. Yes. That's it. But that's, that's where it ends. Yeah. So with people with a real checking um, issue, it can turn into, well, actually, it can be a bit of a ritual as well. So they have certain places, certain way, uh, a way they check their house or check something. Yeah. And if that gets interrupted, then they will probably have to start that over again. So it could be right, we start off here, right, um, we have to check the taps. Um, I have known someone who had OCD, but they were unaware that they've had, they had OCD. They weren't quite happy to admit that they had it. So they a denial, denial phase. A denial, but it was, I think, it, you know, I think they saw it as a bit of a, I don't know, maybe a weakness or something like that, but it actually got progressively worse and worse. I um, don't see them anymore, so I can't tell how that's panned out. But where they would, so their, their obsessive thought would be that something's going to happen to the house. It's going to get flooded or it's going to set on fire. So that's right. a thought. So the compulsion was to make sure anything that could possibly do that had to be off. So with the taps, they'd look at the tap, they'd have to look at it for a few seconds to make sure nothing was coming out to the fact that they would put their hand underneath it to make sure. And then they would go around light switches like it would take a while to leave the house. And this is where the impact can happen, where it can have an impact on jobs and relationships and appointments because these thoughts are going through their head. And that's the you know, frustrating thing for, for people that suffer from it is that it's all these thoughts. They can't just go, oh, yeah, the reality is it's probably going to be fine. They have to do it. And it got to a point where I actually saw pictures on their phone of appliances. Oh, my God. And, and then I was a bit, oh, what's this? And when they got a bit funny, like, oh, nothing, nothing, I then put two and two together that actually because the thoughts were overtaking them so much that it just looking wasn't enough. They then had to take pictures of the light switches and certain things. So when they were away from that situation, they could go back and see the picture. Look, it's actually off. And that's how it progressed. And as much as I was trying to support this person at the time and saying they needed to seek help, they didn't feel like there was an issue. So... But like I said, I'm no longer in contact with that person. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it does it. But it is serious. That sounds, yeah, serious. that sounds like you I mean you can definitely 
your whole life would be every moment would be thinking about those things wouldn't they you wouldn't be, it wouldn't be once you've left the house and then you're in your thoughts if you start taking pictures of them then you're constantly then you've got something you're constantly constantly thinking so i think there's this um sometime misconception that people with ocd are like oh yeah i just clean a lot i just clean a lot yeah it's not really about that like you do get people that clean like yeah. mad that is that is um can be a sign but it's not actually a sign for everyone like this particular person was checking because their fear was something that was going to happen to the place yeah so when they were out and about they were right they weren't worried about anybody else's taps or anybody else's switches yes in their particular home so you've got the next one which is contamination which um again not ideal at the moment with covid people would have struggled well i think it's actually helping people with ocd a lot because things are being put into place aren't right they? yeah of you're course, having yeah, to been... clean you're having to clean so much you're having people are people out there with in the outside world when you didn't have control yeah people are now being told they have to wear masks <laughs> and clean all the time it's you know i you know i've spoken to a couple of people that not necessarily clinically have ocd um but are very bordering them they know they love cleaning so much yeah and they do like things clean they get a bit funny with things um they're actually like i quite enjoy it i quite enjoy seeing people with masks and they have to use disinfectant so i think it's eased a little bit in that in that way but again it has an impact where they can't maybe use public toilets it might be that they don't want to go to restaurants so when we think of ocd we can think oh yeah it's just i just need to wipe things down or it's but it's all the intrusive thoughts that go with it. Um, crowds, money. So again, that probably helped a lot of people because you've got paid by card now. So again, yeah. that's something else that may have eased it a little bit. But shaking hands, we can't really do anything like that. So, but some of the intrusive thoughts can be something, some harm's going to happen. Some harm's going to happen to you. Some harm's going to happen to your loved ones. Those can be the intrusive thoughts. So if you don't, make things clean or you don't do things something bad will happen um and they don't clean so they can see it's clean they have to clean until they feel it's clean right okay so we could just be like yeah that's clean why are you still scrubbing that but yeah. they have to get the feeling inside that it's done wow um so again that can have such an impact because you know i'm sure some people have watched programs and i'm not always um I don't an advocate for these programs. Well, I don't always agree with some of the programs because I know they did a OCD one when someone had a really bad, horrible house and then they got people with OCD to come in and clean it. Um, and there was a series of that. And I thought, yeah. you're not, I know what you're <clears> trying to do. You're trying to use this exposure therapy, but actually, you're, I, it, it just doesn't really work for me. I just think it's a little bit mocking people that, oh, you've got a clean in. Well, let's use you to clean someone that's got a, hoarding problem i just it's not <laughs> yeah. really i don't think it really gets to the the, the, the core of it. yeah yeah um so we've got the symmetry and ordering which is everything lined up everything has to have its place um it's interesting because uh sometimes people would have the obsession with even numbers but they can have obsession with any numbers certain things 
um, tins, pictures, things have to be lined up. Mm. I did speak to a lady years and years ago who suffered from OCD. Um, she was actually seeking therapy for it. It's amazing actually how many people in contact I've had with severe OCD that have seeked therapy for it. So um, <laughs> I don't know whether that says something about me. Yeah, have you um, got OCD? <laughs> no, well, I've got OCD about seeing people with OCD. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel like I'm mocking it now. But um, she said when she went to her therapy, she had obsessions with um, uh, number, certain numbers, doing things a certain amount of times. And I said to her, because when I was young, about probably, I don't know, 13, 14, I had to do certain things. I found myself getting into getting an uh, obsession that I didn't really class as OCD at the time. I just knew that I had this compulsion to do certain things at a certain amount of times. Um, and it was like four. I had to do things four times. When I was doing, when I was making people drinks, if I was aware that one was higher than the other, I would have to give the person the higher one because I would think that something was bad was going to happen to me or just if I didn't. So because now I recognize that thought, I thought, no, I have to do that. And I could see it coming in. And also I used to jump at the bottom of the step. I used to run down the stairs and jump off the bottom of the step. And then I'd go, oh, I need to go back. And I always had to put my foot back to touch the last step because in my head, I had this feeling that this step would feel left out if I didn't touch it. So all of these little, and she said to me, her therapist um, said, depending on sometimes how many times you, or what number you're obsessed with, she said, how many people are in your family? How many siblings have you? I said, there's four of us. And she <laughs> said, and, and cause she was, I think three. And her session was, um, her number was three. And he said, sometimes it can be that when it's um, with the amount of siblings, you're trying to put yourself into, the, you feel like you're not in the family and you're trying to physically put yourself in the family. Wow, that is really interesting, and, isn't it? And at that time, I thought, God, that's actually quite, um, well, that's quite deep because there are, there's uh, one of four. And at times I did feel disconnected. And she was saying her, that it was like I was trying to put myself, making sure I was always included, make sure nothing was left out, make sure everything had a pair. Um, and I was trying to put myself in there. So I had to do things as in fours. Um, luckily, I did manage to uh, prevent it getting any worse um, because I was feeling like I had a hold of it. So... Um, like it had a hold of me or it was starting to get worse. So I had yeah. to kind of go, right, I need to physically challenge myself and stop doing certain things. And it took a while because that feeling, that compulsion to go and those thoughts are like, come on, I go, no, you need to prove it to yourself that nothing bad is going to happen. And luckily I don't have it now, but I'm also sensitive how quick it can creep up. Yeah. And how these things happen, and I, I never knew that I am about aware you. Of it yeah, I never. Well, I never knew that about you when I was younger. But I think I always thought you were. In some instances, I used to see you as a little strange. Right when I was just <laughs> yeah. so, I used to see you as a little strange sometimes because you were so you had such an inner focus sometimes. Yeah, where I would go, oh weirdo, you know. Um, yeah, and but 
I never knew that you were obviously counting in your head or like, you know, but because it is that element as well of, of being in control of something, isn't it? Yeah. And it sort of takes it that, um, that piece, isn't mm. it? Well, I suppose when I look back at that point, I was, um, had a bit of a eating, my eating disorder, which will not anorexia or anything. I can't remember the name of it, but we'll probably go into that at some point. So that was something that I wasn't in control of. So it might coincide why it happened around that kind of time. So that's interesting. But yeah, again, all of this stuff has such an impact because it can be mentally and physically draining doing all this stuff. It's so time consuming that actually you do feel like, kind of, oh, oh, you know, I, I, I knew someone who, um, was quite bad they were worried about things on the floor and um either children or things picking them up and putting them in their mouths okay well yeah this is standard i think but it got you know obviously they knew that it was getting to a point where it was obsessive they were getting the the thoughts the compulsions were having where they were picking up tiny little bits and they were recognizing it and they actually went to seek therapy for it and they did that um and they don't have it anymore i think it's been shifted onto other things i suppose um but yeah that, that, so that but in that instance as well i was kind of called to reassure that person so a lot of times and definitely with this other person i knew as well it was can you check that now can you check it and you you find yourself drawn in. I was finding myself drawn in and mm. potentially feeding it because then I would go, right, yeah, okay, yeah, no, it's off. Yeah, it's all picked up. Everything's fine because you're reassuring that person when actually I was probably feeding them as well. Yeah. I was letting them know that this is okay because we're both in it now and I was easing them. But with um, the person I knew before, I had to go, I've checked, I'm out. Mm. I'm waiting outside now. Right, okay. And I, you know, I don't know whether that was 100% the right way, but I was finding myself that I was just indulging this and it was getting worse and worse. So I had to kind of go, right, enough. I'm waiting outside. Because otherwise, I felt like I was starting to. Yeah. You know, because when you're with someone that's doing that all the time, you start thinking, right. I need yeah, to what could happen? What could, I think. Yeah, well, actually, like I, have, I need to start looking. I think I have a... Um, I think, but I think this is fairly normal between people. So obviously when I leave the house, I just make sure that I've got, and I do like a check. Um, so the things that I do need to check on, which I always think about when I leave the house for the day mm. is if I have used any electronics that give out heat, have yeah. I left them on? Like yeah. Hair straighteners, heaters, um, anything like that. Like sometimes if I've used the cooker that morning for breakfast, I may like double check to make sure that I have actually turned yeah. the gas off. So anything that projects heat or could cause a fire, yeah. I do a check because I do find myself walking down the road and then I'll go, hmm, did I do that? And I'll mentally, sometimes I've actually said, right, I do find it exhausting thinking about those things when I'm walking away. Mm. Um, so I make it a note to myself to go checked done seeing that you're off seeing that you're off so yeah. that i have a mental picture or a mental note or i say off you know so i go no i remember saying that so then i'm fine 
But that's if I'm leaving the house for maybe more than an hour or something like that. If I'm going away, 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 I have to sort of do a double check of everything. So I check all the windows, all the doors, <laughs> you know, but I think that's standard stuff because you kind of want to know that you have left it as secure as possible. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's recognizing that line of actually it is okay to check things and be safe. Like with you, with, the, with the, the straighteners, I definitely do that. When I'm going out, I try and use them in good time. So I know that they've got about half hour or so to really um, cool down. The annoying thing is if I suddenly go, why are they? Oh yeah, I've just turned the straighteners on and we're just going out and someone's just doing their hair and I think, oh my God, I did it like half hour ago. So they were cooled down and now you've just done it. But I have to kind of go up there and I'll stand them up. And I'll make sure they're off. Like you, I'll unplug it and I'll go, right, we're off. Yeah. And then it will play on my mind if I'm going somewhere, if I've left the house and I think, oh, they're so, they were hot. And I have to go in my mind, every second that goes on, they're getting cooler. So just think. <laughs> so I have to yeah. kind of physically yeah, that's go, what right, I think as well. Even they're if they're burning cooler. the floor, you know, they can't, they can't burn the floor. Like they can't. Right. Well, that's what them. I thought. I thought, they're not they haven't they weren't tipped over when i left so the chances are something's not going to tip them over and straighteners they will cool down so every minute that passes they would have cooled down a rapid amount where hopefully they weren't won't call to fire if they did get knocked over so those sort of little thoughts but again it doesn't impact my life all the time and day to day so this is when it can be so um impactful we've got uh, hoarding. Well, again, hoarding is um, a tricky one because you get, I think it was diagnosed as a separate condition or mm. reclassified. Yeah. But if you're talking in hoarding in an OCD sense, it's because they're hoarding certain things because of a specific thought process. Yes. So it could be, right, we're doing, I'm holding on these because of this or whatever, where a hoarder um, in another sense could just be hoarding everything. You could just yeah. go in there and think, right, you've got rubbish bags and you've got this and you've got that. And they might have meanings for things that they're keeping, like, oh, I might need it one day or that could come in handy yeah. or something. Well, when it's in an OCD, it's usually specific things with a specific thought process. Right. But um, again... So what's the difference? So someone obviously that's a hoarder, you see these programs on TV where people are just you know, they have tiny little pathways in their house where they've literally yeah. stacked up. I mean, that's, and, and they know exactly where everything is. They know where things are. They know how to get to places. They, their life is left uncomfortable from these items, you know, because they have, yeah. you know, they're not living their life. They have given life to these items in their space. But say, for instance, like my mum or our mum is... Yeah. I would say she's, you know, obviously you say, you know, mild OCD or anything like that. But I do think in terms of her, she, she doesn't like to let things go or put things in places in certain way in her personal spaces, in her business space, she seems quite organized. And then in her yeah. personal space, she seems like lots of collects. Lots yeah. Of stuff. But actually when you look at mum's house, it's all actually clean tidy yeah, yeah, everything clean, does tidy and everything yeah. does like she loves all her books but every you won't don't go in there and you're climbing up stuff no 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 it. no not at all um, not, like it is all very tidy and she does have places for stuff um i would say she's probably a hoarder of i don't know certain things maybe clothes 
but I don't think it's in a worrying way no. where she's like, I don't think there's a particular thought process that goes behind it. Yeah. That says, like, usually it's some sort of intrusive thought. Yeah. So it might be, I can't throw this away because of this might happen. Where yeah. I don't necessarily think she has that. I think she more hoards because there's a feeling, and I, and I spoke to her a little bit about it before when she said, I just can't throw away old things. So, I just yeah, okay. feel like she, unless they're broken, she can't throw them away. So I feel like there's something a little bit deeper there that maybe she's um, uh, uh, identifying with these objects in a way, if we were going deep. I think yeah. she kind of looks, there's still use in that. Like yeah, she, so I think she feels physically bad if she just chucks something away. Yeah. She likes the idea of having some sort of use and that's whether how she identifies herself a little bit, like I don't want to be thrown away. That is getting a bit deep on my mum. <laughs> no, we don't need to go that. So you've got but, hoarding. But, yeah, yeah so it might be something OCD like that. section of hoarding. Yes, yeah, so the, the, you know, you've got triggers and these triggers could come from an object, it can come from an internal thought and, it, and sometimes when you get these triggers, that can cause the compulsion, it's how you deal with them. So some people would, obviously, if it's cleaning, they might clean something, or a lot of people avoid going. This is where it also can have a real impact, is the avoidance. People avoid going to certain places. People avoid people, um, people don't want others coming into their house because they might move things around, they disrupt it. Um, it could be mentally draining for that person having people over. And thinking, oh, I've got to keep an eye on them while they do it is suddenly not fun for them. Um, so the avoidance part, I think, is really big because you can avoid to go so many places, crowds, dinners, seeing family, because you just think, I can't yeah. think about it. And I know we've spoken about it before with anxiety and that avoidance of how even in you know i'm guilty of that where i go no i just the idea of just thinking about it is so mentally draining i'd rather just not go yeah exactly so you just avoid it so with ocd again it's that avoidance and that impact the time it takes how you're thinking about it is so intrusive um and the reassurance you know they want reassurance to know that what they're feeling isn't or what they're thinking isn't reality um, so they might be looking on Google, trying to get facts. They might ask people, do you, what do you think? Is it, you know, um, is everything done? Is everything clean? Is this off? Asking for um, reassurance in that way. So it's, um, again, I just, you know, it, unfortunately, when I was looking at... I think hoarding up, naturally goes deeper. I think, I mean, obviously, we're all obsessions, compulsive, like, goes deeper. But hoarding... Hmm is you know um is, is i think is one of the worst because you are then not only just taking up it's people that have like clicking or moving it's that's just something they're doing their body is doing you know and they're touching back and forth or cleaning something you know whereas hoarding you're you like i said you're you're giving space in your whole life to other items like physical items so yeah like it's not just taking headspace, it's taking your physical space away. It's taking movement away. It's taking, you know, you don't even deserve a mm. bed anymore because, you know, all of these books deserve your bed and, you know, all of these papers deserve your bed. So it's, um, I also find that when I've seen that a lot of hoarders 
from what I've seen, obviously, on these programs, is that they seem to, it's books and words and papers and newspapers that they seem to collect a lot. So it's like a lot of words. Mm. So I don't know whether that's got anything to do with... Well, it, it feels like that there's information, like this is my interpretation, that there's information there that they don't want to throw away. It's a bit like if I throw it away that I can't access that information anymore. Yeah. It's um, interesting. Maybe that's not the case, but I'm looking at And also it's the how... feeling of something, because obviously someone could say, well, it's all on Google, but, you know, it's the feeling as well, isn't it? It's a physical mm. thing. Yeah. And also I just look at, like, the, the books that I own, I did try and, you know, I have tried to donate some, but actually when I go through them, some books bring back memories, and I yeah. think, actually, that was a nice book, or that was a nice time, or actually I would like to reread that at some point. Or I want to pass it on to... And also I think that, you know, how many times have we... I mean, I've got obviously lots of memories in my head, but I don't access them as freely as some other memories. And it's only when you see a object or someone mentions something or a picture or a thing like that, that you go, oh, actually, I do remember that. That is coming back to me. So you need that trigger. If that Mm. trigger's gone, then, you know, potentially that memory's gone, I guess, or or giving you the access to get, you know, trigger that memory again is gone. Like the key, I guess. Well, do you know what? It's because, like, I know a bit about... OCD in you know my interactions with people but it would be interesting to speak to someone who actually is a hoarder maybe that's something in the future yeah speak to someone in and actually get because as much as we can go oh this is what I think maybe it'd be really nice to get a a view and I know that we said we've seen these tv programs but obviously a lot of it is for entertainment process um um, a purpose and you think actually I'd like to hear what a, impact yeah, rather than it yeah, has exactly. and what the thought process process is so I think that's something that we could potentially do at some point in the future um, would be quite interesting to speak to someone with that learn a bit more about yeah it. I agree but when I've looked at the research also on what causes OCD it's so not black and white like there's so many different avenues that has been researched um, from psychological to some sort of neuro thing. Um, there's just so much, like no one can put their finger on, yes, this is why you have OCD. It could be something with childhood. It could be something with that. It could just be something in your brain that makes you a bit more susceptible to it. So unfortunately, there's not an answer that I can say, yes, this is why you have it. Um, and also from experience of seeing people with it, how difficult it is to overcome it. Right. Um, so all I could say is go and get therapy, speak to your doctor. It is taken very seriously. Yeah. Um, well, it takes up your whole life. So you're saying that the OCD again, so we're just going to go over those words. You've got checking. You've yes. got contamination, so checking, making sure that everything's constant, doing that over lots and lots of lots of times. Could be light switches, it could be buttons or um, you know doors or anything like that. Could be constantly checking something to make sure that you've yeah. closed it, opened it, um, locked it. Then you've got yeah. contamination, so you're constantly concerned about the outside getting in or the or being affected or having dirt. Yeah. You know, 
dirt, germs, germs bacteria. Um, and then you've got symmetry where people are then focusing on everything has to be symmetry and ordering so yes. yeah everything has to be in balance everything has to be kind of perfect it could be the tins in the cupboard i don't know whether any uh, anyone has Wait, seen and that's, what I is think it sleeping with the enemy yeah I have that? Yeah, yeah. and he opened up that she opens up the cart and everything is perfectly in line that kind of order ordering yeah yeah and then i think um um just sort of i think it's the feeling that if something doesn't I think I remember someone saying once that they, if they didn't do these things and put them in order, then something would happen. They they yeah. they built themselves up that if they don't do them, it's not just doing them and go, oh right, I, yeah. I feel much better now that I've done them. It's if I don't do them, like something's yeah. going to happen. No, but that's, so it's actually that's the obsessive. That's the thought that you don't just get a compulsion on its own. Yeah. So the obsessive bit is the thought behind it what is motivating you to do it what is the fear behind it and the compulsion is the act that you're putting out to prevent this from happening um and then yeah got it and then the then the hoarding which i think all of these these particular subjects and topics of ocd i think we all have to be aware that we probably all have tiny little bits of this and that's normal to have those because that's what mm. society is encouraged to do that we need to have a locked door that we need to it, we need to turn off taps so that we don't get flooded that you know fire damages everything and you know all that kind of stuff so that we always have to sort of have these checking mentality but also it might be worthwhile sort of seeing whether you're continuate you're continuing someone else's um, obsessions such as you know mm -hmm. maybe your parents or what you've seen or any of the people that you grew up with whether you're continuing it whether it's your own obsession or something you've just learned to do um, yeah. but yeah these are good good um, good you know points for people to consider and think well, obviously if you are suffering from OCD and you listen to this episode and you think wow I do actually think maybe I've gone past a particular line um, if you find yourself not discussing it with people and you find yourself deciding not to say something to someone because they may think it's bad, it probably is to a point where you probably do need to talk about it. You don't need to necessarily talk about it to a friend, but be careful about who you do mention it to because in terms of your inner circle, purely because someone may just say, oh, it's nothing, don't worry about it, or oh, I've got that too, and you may just assume that it's it's just normal stuff so probably worth as Haley said doctors and professionals seem to take this quite seriously at the moment so definitely I would probably have a little look to see whether that's something that you can um, access or find out a little bit more about um, but yeah a great episode again Haley. topic <laughs> thank you very much good good <laughs> and um, yeah we'll see you next week see you next week thanks for listening bye another great episode Haley. really enjoyed that one ocd i don't personally have anything per, uh, to do with this i really don't know about it and like i said to you in a flippant way i guess you know oh, it's either you clean too much or you don't um but it's actually a lot more than that and going through them checking contamination symmetry and hoarding there's actually so many um, you know, it's like a spider web of loads of information that you can get involved in. Um, yeah. So yeah, great, great, great topic. Thanks very much. Yeah, it definitely was interesting researching it a little bit further. And I hope that the listeners can either have a bit more empathy with people that have OCD or can recognize it in themselves and get the help that they need.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. We do have content there, and that is at the handle at the um, which is at the Glass Elevator. We uh, try and put our content out as um, in the beginning of the week, which is on a Monday. We have a Toxic People series out every Monday, and then Tuesday evening we um, we get together on Instagram Live at eight pm GMT time. So please do uh, look out for for those. Um, follow us on there. Ask any questions, and we'll be up for that as well as follow us and continue to listen to our podcast each week. Each week, it would be awesome. <laughs> um, at, um, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> what do you think, Hayley? That sounds great. I think you said it all, Claire. Good, lovely. <laughs> Too excitable, me. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, and just one last thing. What we really do need is your help. And I don't normally like to ask for help, but this time we really do need it. If you pop along to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review, this really helps our podcast get seen. And it means that everyone else and other people can learn and hear it too. If you're able to do that, that would be awesome.